Welcome back, Doinks, to week eight of our Double Doink Sports Podcast, where we're going to recap the NFL week. Um, we are doing this on a Friday, which we unusually don't do. Yeah. So what's going to end up happening is, is there was some major happenings on Thursday Night Football last night that we will be highlighting. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We're not going to be talking about the game per no, se. No, I'm going to But be we're going to talk about one major, major thing yeah, that happened. And um, the repercussions that have happened due yeah. to this major moment. Um, the NFL's already made some harsh penalties to it. Um, we're also going to highlight the MLB award season. It is a finally yes. officially MLB over. Is officially Everybody over. Is, everybody's been logged. Every award's been handed out. And then we're also going to be touching up on the um, on the NHL week that has happened. We've missed the last couple of weeks. Um, our teams kind of both hit a little bit of a rut. Um, my team's kind of gotten out of it. Um, the Bruins are kind of still in the middle of theirs. Um, but we will get... We will get We're to it. Top of the Atlantic. No, but they have a few. Uh, We've had a few lo- losses, losses in a recently, row. Recently, yes. But one thing, because I know we don't talk a ton of basketball, but I just want to say that right now the Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Correct. And there was something I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about addition by subtraction. Yeah. And we will highlight that this yeah. week. But we are going to go directly into week 10 of the NFL season and starting on Thursday Night Football. The San Diego Chargers, who are coming off of two nope. two big wins back to back, they beat nope. Oh, L A Chargers. Oh, L A Chargers. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the L A Chargers came off of two wins back to back. Yeah, they beat the Bears, go into the bye, beat the Packers, come out and lose to the Raiders. Lose to the Raiders, who now in their standings are only one game behind the Chiefs. But we will get to the standings after this. Yep. It was just a mistake-filled game by the Chargers. The Chargers turning the ball over. Way too much. Rivers leading this team back down into whatever the hell the Chargers are. Because they, one day they're a dumpster fire. Another day they're, they're, they're the best team on the planet beating teams like the Packers. You know what I yeah. mean? So it was, just, it was just awful to watch, especially Rivers. I mean, three INTs, 10 points, and he killed their final drive in the game. But the Raiders know what they're doing on offense because yeah. John Gruden knows what he's got going yeah, on. Yeah, he does. He has a good formula going right now, which is really nice. Um, and I'll, I'll just hand this one over to you. Yeah, I mean, it's a 20-13 to 13 win by the Lions, uh, by the Bears over the Lions. Um, That's a it, big division win for it you. Was, it was huge. They needed the win. I'm, I'm not going to deny it, but it's not not the type of win you have over a team that's one of the worst defenses in the NFL and has a backup quarterback playing. I mean, the defense is showing a lot of cracks. This team is not forcing turnovers the way it was last year. It's not getting to the quarterback ever since Akeem Hicks got hurt. They're trying to create pressure pass- packages, which are basically leaving your cornerbacks one-on-one. All these crossing routes are leaving the receivers wide open. Um, When you're getting to the quarterback, you're not wrapping them up. Uh, it's just they're not getting off the field on third down. Just sloppy play from a team that's supposed to have this elite defense. This, team, this defense hasn't been elite since Akeem Hicks went down. And now, I'm not sure if you saw the highlight of Danny Trevathan's arm. Yeah. No, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're squeamish, don't. Don't don't watch it because uh, his arm goes the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I did see that. Yeah. Where he fell on it. Yeah. Yeah. His arm goes the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. So, um, it's nasty to see. Um, but a guy who stepped in earlier this year and I highlighted him in when he stepped up in his first game, Nick Krakowski had another stellar game where he stepped in. He, I think he led the team. In, no, he was second in the team in tackles. He had a sack. And he also had his first career interception, which was on a beautiful read. If he wasn't picking the ball off, Kyle Fuller was because they both jumped the route. It was a great play. Um, Trubisky did have a good game, but the offense is not is is facing. Uh, I believe the 
the Lions are like the 28th, 29th defense in the NFL. This is a game where you should have almost gotten right. Seven three and outs, and I think you punted the ball eight times. So no, yeah. nine times. I'm sorry, nine times. You had twelve drives, three of them resulted in touchdowns, and then you had your uh, your nine punts. So the offense isn't still clicking. And to make matters worse, David Montgomery is hurt and may not play this week. Yeah. So um, blowout. Oh, almost a fifty burger. I called it last week. I said the Bengals were going to give up fifty points. It was almost a fifty almost burger. 50 burger. Ravens 49, Bengals 13. 0-16 on the horizon for this Bengals team. Yes, it is. Yes, they it is. are so bad. They're Tua. Losing to, they're losing to the Dolphins. I called it. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, or, right now, the LSU quarterback looks like he could take over number one. Really? There's a high chance because he put on a stellar show when they played Alabama. Bama is now fifth. Really? In the standings. Because guess who's number four? Who? Georgia. Really? They fall? Georgia wow. overtook Bama. Bama's wow. number five. Wow. Because Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Georgia are one through four. Yeah, isn't Ohio then, State one? Uh, no, I believe Clemson is. Okay. I thought I, it was Ohio State. But it's it either Ohio State or Clemson. Um, so Lamar Jackson had a 158.3 passer rating in this game and the prettiest run. <laughs> yeah. He... I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember who was the one that called that game, but he literally said, "Oh, he broke his ankles." Yes. Yes. Oh, it was so good. One fifty-eight point three. Perfect passer rating, my friend. Yeah. Perfect passer rating. Um, Bills lose to the Browns. Just surprising on a missed field goal at the end. And the worst part about this is Hoshka missed two kicks in this game. Yeah, he did. Usually pretty reliable. And um, they needed a field goal after the defensive cannot hold the lead. Yeah, they could. Ten play, eighty-two drive yard, uh, eighty-two yard drive. For a TD to end it to end the game, it, it was awful. It was awful. Um, here's one. Yeah. Um, I mean, right for our buddy Matt. I'm calling him out right now, Matt. Your Niners are no longer undefeated. I know because I know. they lost in overtime to a divisional rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, we're kind of jumping ahead because uh, the notes kind of got screwed up here. But I'll tell you something right now, man. The uh, the Seahawks are dangerous. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. dangerous. I mean, they are. They're going to overtake the 49ers in this division. I could see it, but the Niners are still going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, but Seattle, but, uh, Seattle's going to be super dangerous. Super, super dangerous. Yeah. The one thing that was kind of weird is you never see Russell Wilson make mistakes in overtime, and he was in the red zone, and he threw the INT yeah. that basically almost allowed the 49ers to win this game on a field goal yeah. going the other way. But, but their kicker missed, and the thing is, they didn't have their starting kicker. Robbie Gold was out in this game. He was hurt. Yeah. So it, it basically was a uh, um it was almost like a you know breath of fresh air because the 49ers could still be undefeated. Yeah, this they game almost ended in a tie, actually, if you really think about it. Yeah. Um we're gonna go to uh the Falcons and the Saints, which is the upset, upset of, of the, the season. Uh, yes. Your Swiss cheese defense there, buddy. Six sacks. Yeah. Six sacks. But you know what that means, right? They nearly doubled their total. They yeah. nearly doubled it. So that's how bad they still are. Don't worry. They're still a bad defense. They, the Saints just didn't run the ball in this game. No, they just kept chucking it. Yeah. Yeah, just going back and throwing the ball. 11 attempts, man. It's just gross. Uh, Giants and Jets. Uh, battle in New York. Giants come out, you know, losing this game. 27-34. I needed, though, I needed that Giants. Actually, I needed the Jets to win that. Even though the, their quarterback threw for four touchdowns, man. Yeah. Threw for four <laughs> touchdowns. They yeah. lost this game. They lost this game. And it's just because the Jets committed to stopping Barkley. I mean, Barkley did absolutely nothing in this game. 13 attempts for one, one yard. yard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Turnovers were the difference. Two for the Giants, nothing for the Jets. Jets yep. did not turn that ball over except for punting. Yep, exactly. Um, Buccaneers beat the Cardinals 30-27. to Yeah. Um, and this is in spite of the fact that Winston continues to make more and more mistakes. Uh, he started the game with an INT, and had he had another one in the fourth quarter. It's just bad. Um, I mean, Kyler Murray played well, um, but you can't have turnovers in the red zone late in the fourth quarter um, when your team is leading. Yeah. Like, you can't make those mistakes. And that's a mistake that costs his team. Simple as that. Um, Chiefs. I called it at the beginning of the year. I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. No. I said it. They lose to the Titans. And meanwhile, I have them in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes played like Mahomes, but Tannehill was mistake-free, and the Chiefs' defense just allowed... Um, Henry, Derrick Henry to just go off 188 yards in this game. Just yeah, incredible. Yeah, 2 TDs, a 68-yard long reception. Yeah. It, Insane. It, it, and that dime that was dropped to him yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is um, the Chiefs still had a chance, um, but again, field goals blocked at the end of the game, and it's the little things that are keep that they're going to keep them from being an elite team this year because – those are the things that every other team's going to pick up on. That's You can't play like this against the Patriots. You can't play like this against the Seahawks. You can't play like this against you know your elite teams like the Packers and stuff. So to me, um, they have uh, six games left. Chargers, Raiders, Pats, Broncos, Bears, and Chargers. They're uh, not making the playoffs. No, because they're going to lose at least, I'd say at least four of these games. So that Raiders game? That Raiders game could be for the first place in that division at that time because the Raiders are only a game behind right now. Yeah. So, so I think they're going to lose to the Chargers, lose to the Raiders, lose to the Pats, lose to the Chargers, and Broncos and Bears could go either way. Well, Broncos, the Chargers should win. Or not the Chargers, the Chiefs should win. Bears game could go either way. Yeah. It, it, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I didn't have him winking the playoffs this year. I did have Mahomes as the MVP. I thought he was going to have a much better season. And he's having no, a great right season. No, right now it's looking like it's going to be Russell but Wilson. It's going to be Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's numbers are, unf- are unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Dolphins go over the Colts. So now they've got two wins. Yeah. They're um, not going to be the, the last nope, place team anymore. Not, nope. Not anymore. Not not with the way the Bengals are playing. I, I um, have to take it back because I said that they were the last. They were the worst team in the league. Yeah. The Colts um, were really held back by the fact that they didn't have a starting quarterback in this game. Brian yeah. Hoyo, mistakes killed them. Yep. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick did everything he possibly could in his power. Fitz magic to uh, to cost the Dolphins this game, and the Dol- um and the Colts just couldn't take advantage of it. They yeah. just couldn't. No. And the Colts were leading in the fourth quarter, and the defense was just overworked because Hoyer just kept making more and more mistakes and keeping their defense on the field. Yep. Um, Steelers beat the Rams. Um, the Rams have not found that spark that they no, had last they year. Um, I feel like the shine is um is off. On Sean McVay. Jared Goff is not himself. No, he's not. The whole offense isn't themselves. Um, Todd Gurley isn't healthy. Um, Cooper Cup's having good numbers, but it just it's just a mess right now. Yeah. Um, people have figured out McVay. They figured out the way his offense rolls. And at the end of the day, um, with Gurley not being healthy, Goff isn't protected. And when Goff isn't protected, he's making mistakes, and those mistakes are costing this team. Yeah. This is a team that will not reawaken in my opinion they they're on the outside looking in um they have a big game this week against the bears and i honestly think that uh what you may see is you may see the bears go over the rams this week both teams will be at five and five and those are two teams who could be competing and entering into the second wild card you know discussion especially with teams like the vikings who are right now leaps and bounds ahead of everybody because they're seven and three and they could still be battling for the division lead with the packers yeah um uh, speaking of the Packers, we have the Panthers uh, losing 16 to the Packers 24. Yep. Pack back to their winning ways by getting balanced on offense again after that uh, horrible loss to uh, San Diego. 
Uh, 43 passes is too much for Allen, though. 20 rushes by Christian McCaffrey is not enough. McCaffrey needs that ball more and more. Yeah, you're 100% right. Allen cannot be asked to just run Toss this that offense. Ball. It, it doesn't work. No, McCaffrey needs that ball, whether or not it screen passes or runs up the middle or runs around the corners. It, he cannot throw the ball. No. Because he's not a throwing quarterback. No, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, is a game that you needed as an Eagles fan. I really needed this game. The, uh, the Vikings made a statement in this game, um, winning 28-24 over the Cowboys. The big thing about this is this is the first time that Kirk Cousins has beaten a winning team on the road in prime time in his career. First time. Really? Yeah. But you know why wow. he beat him? Because he has Mr. All-World on his team right now. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Offensive player of the year. He's making the argument for it because he's going to be on a winning team where you're going to have a problem with um, with um, McCaffrey not getting the votes because he's on the Panthers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the way I look at it is um, right now your old boy is uh, – is Dalvin Cook, and as long as he continues to do what he's doing, he's going to continue to get the recognition and get the award. Yeah. All right, so before we jump into what we wanted to talk about from Thursday Night Football this past week, let's do our picks for next week real quick. Okay. All right, so starting off, at the 1 o'clock games, we have Dallas at Detroit. Dallas. I have Detroit winning that game. Well, you just need that because you're... Well, yeah, because I need another game to happen later because it would be the same thing for me. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, Indy's not playing well. And, and Jacksonville's Jacob- coming off the bye Jaco- with Nick Foles. Yeah, and Jacoby Brissett is, uh, is still not healthy. Yeah. Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo. Um, I, Miami's just showing something now, but again, Fitzpatrick can be Fitzpatrick and he can continue to make mistakes, so it is what it is. Denver at Minnesota. 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 New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, they need this. After after this bad game this past week. Jets at Washington. New York Washington. Jets. At Washington? Washington's going to win. They're at home. Okay. Uh, Atlanta at Carolina. 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 Houston at Baltimore. Houston. Baltimore. Arizona at San Fran. San Fran. Arizona. Cincy at Oakland. 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 New England at Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Uh, New England. Okay. Well, I knew you were going to say that. Um, Another big news. I'm just going to jump in right here because it's Philadelphia. The Eagles signed Jay Ajayi back. Good. Yeah. So now we have some running game because Darren Sproles is out. Okay. But they're two different running backs, man. Very two different running backs. But Jay Ajayi was also on that World Series team. Uh, Not World Series. Super Bowl. (laughs) Super Bowl team. My bad. Uh, Chicago at LA. Chicago. I have LA winning. Uh, That... You want to talk about the defense that showed the cracks in the armor last year? It was the Bears defense that showed the cracks in the armor against the Rams last year. And it was the Bears defensive format that the Patriots used against the Rams in the Super Bowl. And that's what people are doing. They're putting pressure up the middle against Jared Goff. Now, the biggest problem right now is the Bears can't get pressure up the middle. Nick Williams, who's their defensive tackle, is leading the team in sacks. But you need someone else to make a plan on that defense. You really do. And I have the faith that the Bears defense can almost get a bounce back. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could, I could, I see what you're saying. Uh, our Monday night game, Kansas City at LA. Chargers. I had Kansas City. Okay, but you earlier said that the Chargers were going to beat them. Did I? Yeah. Uh, well, well, my pick'em says differently. Oh, okay. All right, so, all right. You go with your pick'em. Um, 
So we also have the standings after week 10 to go over. Yeah, so we're going to go over the division by division. Uh, NFC North has the Packers at 8-2, and two, Vikings at 7-3, and three, Bears at 4-5, and five, and the Lions 3-5-1. and one. The AFC North has the Ravens at 7-2, and two, Steelers 5-4, and four, the Browns at 3-6, and six, and the Bengals at 0-9. Oh yeah, they're your number one pick, guys. Browns are 3 and uh they're 4 and 5. After last night's game they are 4 and 5. They won last night. No, after last night's game they're 4 and 6. Cuz they got the win. So okay. I don't have last night's on there. Okay. Um this is 3 and 5 on here. I'm sorry, they're 3 and 6. The Steelers are four, 5 and 4. Okay. I messed up when I taped it up. I'm sorry. No problem. Uh Saints 7 and 2, Panthers 5 and 4, Buccaneers 3 and 6, Falcons 2 and 7. Should be 0 and 9. Yeah. <laughs> Texans are three, a six and three. Colts are five and four. Titans are five and five, and the Jaguars are four and five. That AFC South division is ugh. very tight. Um, East has the Cowboys five and four, Eagles five and four, Giants two and eight, and the Redskins one and eight. And that's why I'm saying the Cowboys and the Eagles can both lose this week because yeah, they could both gonna, lose gonna, this week. It's going to come down to them too anyway. Yeah. So the other two teams are pretty much out of it. Yeah. AFC East is the Patriots eight and one, Bills six and three, Dolphins two and seven, and Jets and two and seven. And then when we go to the NFC West, the 49ers are 8 and 1, Seahawks are 8 and 2, Rams are 5 and 4, and the Cardinals are 3 6 and 1. And the AFC West has the Chiefs at 6 and 4, Raiders at 5 and 4, Chargers at 4 and 6, and the Broncos at 3 and 6. And that's what we have for standings right now. Um I mean, like I said, the Chiefs and Raiders is going to be very interesting in 2 weeks because of the fact that you're going to start seeing a lot of uh, a lot of happenings. So, now I'm going to go on a quick tangent. All right, I'm just going to sit back and let him do his tangent. So, Anybody who watched Thursday Night Football last night, with eight seconds to go in the game, Miles Garrett probably made the most heinous and egregious on-field, on-court, on-mound act you will see in sports in a long time. The last time I was this disturbed by something that happened on the field of play would probably be Malice in the Palace, Detroit Pistons, and Indiana Pacers when Ron Artest went into the crowd and started punching fans. That was the last time I was this upset about what happened on the field. As far as player-on-player conduct, it was when um, Albert Hainsworth stomped Andre Garrard in the face with his cleat um, after Garrard's face mask had fallen off. Um, There's no place for this in the NFL. There's no place for ripping someone's helmet off and then swinging it like a weapon and clubbing someone in the head. And I know, I know Miles Garrett came out and he issued an apology and he issued a statement. And you know what? You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you're in the heat of battle, but this is exactly what he had to say. Last night, I made a terrible mistake. I lost my cool, and what I did was selfish and unacceptable. I know that we are all responsible for our actions, and I can only prove my true character through my actions moving forward. I want to apologize to Mason Rudolph, my teammates, our entire organization, our fans, and to the NFL. I know I have to be accountable for what happened, learn from my mistake, and I fully intend to do so. This guy needs to be suspended. For the rest of this season. He was suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season. He needs to be he suspended. He needs to be expelled from the league. No. No. He needs he needs eight games next year. He needs to miss half of next season as well. He doesn't need to be expelled from the league. He doesn't. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because there are plenty of players who have um, went their entire careers just being malicious <clears throat> and attacking. But Freddie Kitchens needs to lose his job. That head coach needs to be fired. 
That entire game, they were headhunting. They knocked Juju Smith-Schuster out of that game. Yeah. They knocked another wide receiver out of that game. They were headhunting that entire game. They were going out there to hurt the Steelers. There was a lot of blood. There's always been bad blood between these teams. But what happened in this game is all on Freddie Kitchens. This is a culture he's breeding over there. People have lost their jobs in the past. You had you had defensive coordinator like Greg Williams in New Orleans who had Bounty Gate, and he was fired for that. He was suspended for a full season as a coach. Other players on that team were suspended for full full seasons because of Bounty Gate. This guy needs to be suspended for the rest of the season in eight games, and Freddie Kitchens needs to be fired immediately. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Another player who I'm disgusted with after this whole incident is Marquise Pouncey, the, the, the center. I understand that you're protecting your quarterback, but do you know where Marquise Pouncey went to school? Where? He went to the University of Florida. Do you know who his teammate was? Who? Aaron Hernandez. Oh, wow. Okay, he was defending Aaron Hernandez the whole time when everything was happening with Aaron Hernandez. Okay, that tells you all you need to know about the Pouncey brothers, Marquise and whatever the other one's name is. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, you had a player who was prone on the field and this guy's kicking him in the head. Come on. This was a disgusting, disgusting, disgusting act by multiple people. Miles Garrett sits right at the top of what he did. Him ripping someone's helmet off and swinging it the way he did, he is lucky he hit him with the piece of the helmet that he did. Because if he had hit him with the top of the helmet, he could have busted Mason Rudolph open. And you have to remember, Mason Rudolph was already knocked out earlier this year by another dirty hit by Earl Thomas. Yeah. And Mason Rudolph already had a concussion issue earlier this year. Mm -hmm. If he gets hit just right and cracks his skull open... You're not talking about an on-the-field incident. You're talking about an assault and battery charge with a a deadly weapon. You're talking about somebody who could be tried in the court of law. You know what I'm saying? Mason Rudolph has already said that he is going to bring legal action up against Miles Garrett. And he should. He should. Because because if if something like that happened on the street, that is a class whatever felony with upwards of six months jail time for that. It's... It, it has no place. It has no place. So, you fallout play, is... You play between the whistles. You play between the whistles. Garrett was trying to hurt Rudolph on that play. He, the way he was taking him to the ground, he was trying to hurt him. Yeah, Rudolph got his shots in. He was ripping at the back of, you know, Miles Garrett's helmet to get him off. But Garrett picked him up by his face mask, ripped his helmet off, and then swung it at him. Yeah. It, it It's... it's disgusting man it's just disgusting so and, and the worst part is, is you got people like this who are playing on the field right now and you got a guy like colin kaepernick who all he did was kneel down to protest police brutality and don't even get me started about that with the recent videos that have been getting put on we're not talking about that stuff but colin kaepernick is finally getting a tryout this week yeah saturday many of the scouts of many of the 24 teams, teams are going to be in i think it's new orleans is where they're doing I think it so and they're going to be scouting colin kaepernick this guy isn't in the league, but Tyreek Hill, who was kicking his girlfriend last offseason down a flight of stairs, is in the league, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've exonerated Adrian Peterson for what he did to his son because he was disciplining his son, but many people haven't exonerated him. He lynched his, he, he used, a, he used a, a, a stitch to whip his son. And you got this guy, Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? These yeah. guys are all in the league, but a guy who takes a knee for police brutality isn't. It, it's, it's, it blows my mind. Garrett needs to be done for the season, which he is. Garrett needs to be done for eight games. Garrett cannot be paid this entire time. Legal action should be put up against Garrett. And on top of it, Freddie Kitchen should be fired as soon as Monday. That's it. He's done. Gone. So there's been some fallout and some legal action already brought. So this is what the league has done. $250,000 fine to each team. Garrett is suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season. 
and he's suspended indefinitely, so we don't know if he'll play next season. Pouncey has been suspended for three games, and I believe that is it as of right now. I know Mason and, uh, Rudolph... And Gakwe got a game, too. The guy who came in at the end and knocked uh, Mason Rudolph Yeah, down. I saw that, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that part. Yeah. Because they weren't the two... Big he ones. wasn't the big players. No, it was, it was Pouncey, Pouncey and Garrett. Garrett, yeah. Um, I don't think justice has been served yet because Mason Rudolph has not fully brought in legal action to Miles Garrett yet. No. It will happen. It will. And this... So... I am a football fan. I am an NFL football fan. Watching plays like that disgust me. Yeah, it, it, and it should. It, it doesn't have a place. On- there is no place for that kind of violence anywhere, let alone on a football field. No, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm in telling a, you right now. In, I, a, in a sport where it's okay to hit each other, that's not cool. No. That it, kind of crap is not cool. It. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I. I've already called out thirty plays in the league this year. You know, I called out Sherman for what he did to the Browns earlier this year with the whole handshake thing. I called out Earl Thomas for his dirty ass hit. Um, we've called out um the guy who got suspended for the entire season from the uh from the Raiders, Montez Burfett. You know, yeah. Garrett Garrett's had a few incidences already this year with some dirty late cheap shots. You know, th- he's still a young kid. Let this be his wake up call. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let this be his wake up call, but he needs to he needs to feel the full ramifications of what he did. That, that that's where I'm gonna leave it at. If there's anything else you want to say, go go right ahead. No, I don't have anything else to say. Let's just let's just move on to uh, NHL real quick. Okay, and we'll finish off with MLB. So right now we're just gonna pull up and we're just gonna go over the standings right now because it's been about a week or it's been about three, three weeks. weeks. Since we've gone over the standings. And uh, there's some teams that have really shuffled up here. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off in the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division. Up top, we have the Boston Bruins at 11-3-4. and four, With four straight losses. With four straight losses, yes, including some overtime losses. Yep. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, who are 10-5-3 and three with two straight wins. And then we have the Panthers at 9-5-5. Five, uh, five and five, The Leaves at 9-7-4. and four, Sabres at 9-6-3. and three, Lightning at 9-5-2. and two, so four teams right after that that have nine wins. Yeah, I know, but you know what's the weird thing is a couple of weeks back we were talking about how the Sabres didn't make it, you know, make the top five. In, yeah, and in now the they're power losing six straight. Yeah, and you know why? It was what happens when you can't get additional scoring and when you can't get great goaltending that stops ninety eight percent of the pucks that come your way. This is what happens: you start losing games. Yeah, and then at the bottom of the Atlantic we have the. Uh, Detroit Red Wings at 7-12 and 2 and the Ottawa Senators at 7-10 and 1. Moving down to the Metro Division, we have the Caps up top at 14-2 and 4. The Islanders at 13-3 and 1, Flyers at 10-5 and 1, the Canes at 11-7 and 1, the Pangs at 10-6 and 2, Rangers at 8-7 and 2, Blue Jackets at 6-8 and 4, and the New York Devil, New Jersey Devils rather, at 5-8 and 4. Yikes. Ouch. Moving over to the Central, we have the St. Louis Blues at 12, 3, and 4. Then we have the Colorado Avalanche at 11, 6, and 2. Yeah, they had a rough, rough, rough couple of weeks, man. That stretch where I said they needed to get like 6 out of 9 points, they ended up only getting uh, 4 out of 9, and then they just kept following it up with bad losses. They are not getting good goaltending, and I said that was going to be their problem all yeah. season. They're going to score a ton. 
They're going to score so much, and they got such talent on that offense. Yeah, but man, that defense needs to stop putting some teeth in. Looking right now, they have sixty-eight goals for them, but fifty-five against them. It's it, it's incredible, especially after last night, man. Last night, I think they gave up six goals again. It, it's, yeah. And they faced um yeah and they faced the Oilers yesterday and yeah. McDavid went off I and think he had a hat trick. Speaking of ugly losses, the Bruins took an ugly loss to the Panthers where they were up four to nothing yep. and lost five, five to four. four in a shootout. Um, under the Avs, we have the Winnipeg Jets at eleven eight and one, Dallas Stars at ten eight and two, Nashville Preds at nine six and three, Chicago Blackhawks at seven seven and four, and the Minnesota Wild at seven eleven and one. Uh, and then the Pacific Division. We have the Oilers at 13-6-2, Coyotes at 11-7-2, Canucks at 10-7-3, the Flames at 10-8-3, Golden Knights. What's happening with them? Yeah, they've kind of fallen off. They've lost, what, four in a row or something? Yeah, 9-8-3, uh, they lost four in a row, yeah. And then speaking of losses in a row, five losses in a row for the Anaheim Ducks at 9-9-2. Nine, nine, and two. And then the San Jose Sharks are 9-10-1 with five straight wins. Yeah, but look at that Pacific Division. Yeah. Everybody's got at least nine wins. Yeah. Everyone is everyone is performing. Well, except for the LA Kings, who are 7-11-1. Yeah, well, I mean. But the Kings are just sitting at the bottom. But didn't they win the Stanley Cup like three years ago? Uh, Three or four. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Quick was their goaltender at that time. I'm True. not sure if he's still in that. Yeah. But he had a, he had a phenomenal uh, playoff run. But what we talked about a few weeks ago when we went over the NHL has pretty much flipped on its head. Well, not really. You still have some of those teams in the top of the yeah, power rankings. Yeah, you still rankings. have the Bees, the, the uh, Pro- Canadians, the... Well, the Canadians uh, the were out there at that there. time, but you know you have the bees, you have the um, the caps, the caps, you have the avalanche, the blues. The blues. They're all still playing and very the Oilers, well. Yeah, uh, the Oilers. You know they had a good win last night. They beat the Avalanche six two. Yeah, it was they just did. A, it was it was a beating. You know what I mean? But this is what happens when you don't get good goaltending and good defense. You're just you know so concentrated on score, 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 score. Your goaltender's just becoming a huge liability on the back end. Yeah. Um. Let's go over some MLB. Yes, some awards. Everything's been handed out now, so yeah. we're going to start right at the top. I'm going to go with the MVP. Um, your American League MVP was Mike Trout, yes. which we did w- say. Which we did say that was going to I mean, I wanted, I wanted Simeon. I think yeah. your most valuable player should be a guy who's on the field all the time. 162 games. Um, is a candidate for a gold glove. Yep. Um, produces for your team in every which way. And if you're going to say most valuable, this guy is the one that scored the most runs for your team and in the league this year. Yeah. And he's a guy who, uh, who gets you started. You know what I mean? But Trout joins a former teammate, Albert Pujols, as a three-time winner, yep. which is good. Um, Cody Bellinger wins it in the National League. Yeah, we League. did see that coming. Uh, American League Cy Young went to Justin Verlander. Yep. And Jacob DeGrom won it with the Mets. Yep. Uh, Rookie of the Year called both of those. Uh, Jordan Al- uh, Alvarez won yep. it for the Astros. And obviously, Pete Alonso, who led yep. the majors in home runs this year, was going to win it. Uh, Manager of the Year. We didn't go over these. Rocco Baldelli, a local talent from Rhode Island who was in the Tampa Bay Devil Rays system, played, I believe, a little bit in Pawtucket for the Red Sox in their system, wins American League Manager of the Year. First year, he was coaching the Twins. And then Mike Shidlett of the Cardinals wins uh, for the National League. Okay. Um, we'll go back over the gold gloves again. Uh, American League gold gloves was Mike Leake who played for the uh, Mariners and Diamondbacks. He was a, a winner for the pitchers. Roberto Perez for the Cleveland Indians was the catcher. Matt Olson, boy for the Oakland A's, first base. Uh, Yomer Sanchez for the White Sox, one set at second base. Francisco Lindor, which there's a lot of trade talks heating up about him right now, but we'll go yeah. over that after the winter meetings. Uh, currently with the Cleveland Indians, one set at shortstop. 
Matt Chapman, who's not only just your gold glove winner, but your platinum glove winner, yeah. wins it at third base for the Oakland Athletics. Alex Gordon for the Royals in left field. Kevin Kilmeyer for the Rays in center field. And Mookie Betts for the Red Sox in yeah, right boy. field. National League has Zank Granke, who was with the Diamondbacks and finished with the Astros as your pitcher. JT Rumato of the Phillies wins it at catcher. Anthony Rizzo for the Cubs at first base. Colton Wong for the uh, Cardinals at second base. Nick Ahmed for the Diamondbacks at shortstop. Nolan Arenado, who is also your Platinum Glove winner in the National League, wins it at third base for the Rockies. And again, we it looks con- like we have a lot of really good third basemen. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I think they came out of the same high school, so right? that's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, David Peralta for the Diamondbacks in left field. Lorenzo Cain for the Brewers in center field. And Cody Ballinger in right field for your Dodgers. Bellinger. And, um, I mean, you know, there were a couple of other little things that were kind of handed out. Uh, Aralis Chapman was your reliever of the year in the American League. And Josh Hader for the Brewers in the National League. Yeah. Um, the Hank Aaron Award winners um, were given to Christian Yelich of the Brewers and Mike Trout of the Anaheim Angels. And, I mean, that's pretty much all we have to kind of go over in Major League Baseball. Um, there will be some um, big rumor stuff going on over the next couple of weeks. So um, be prepared for a lot of baseball-heavy discussion coming up in these next couple of episodes. Um, winter meetings are coming up. Yeah. Trade talks are going to be happening. Yep. Um, there are some superstars who will be on the move. Y- you can bet that. Mookie bets. M- someone on the Red Sox is gone. Bets or Bradley, someone's going because they're not going to be able to afford them all. No, they won't. And um, Betts thinks he's worth um, Mike Trout money, and he's not. He really isn't. He's um, not really. And then um, we can both go over our thoughts on who we believe are going to be the starting rosters for our teams coming into the season. So okay. I think we'll do that in a couple of weeks. We'll do that in a couple of weeks once the once a little bit of the trading has started happening. Yep. We'll uh, we'll discuss that in probably around I'd say late February, early March time before uh spring training starts and before they actually finalize rosters. Yeah. We'll talk about who we think our starting nine and our pitching rotation will be. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely game for that. I think my the A's are pretty much set. I don't think there's going to be a lot of change minus second base possibly. For I them. think there's going to be a lot of change on the Red Sox. I th- yeah, there's going to be a lot of change yeah. for us. But I mean, this has been a relatively quick episode. Yeah, cause pretty was, short. We had we went over uh, week ten we pretty quick, every, uh, yeah, and I mean, we did get our discussion in on what we thought really needed to be done with yeah. the Miles Garrett situation. Yeah. And NFL has reacted very quickly, um, which is I, good. I don't they think didn't it's let done. it. They didn't let it sit. Yeah, because you don't you don't need the negativity because this no. isn't going to be something that isn't just going to be talked on in sports. You know, podcast or sports talk radio or um, ESPN. This is going to become a CNN, national news. Fox. They're all going to jump on this if something wasn't done, and that's why the NFL had to jump. on I would this not be surprised if ABC World News jumps on this too. No, I wouldn't. Which be is probably one of the the biggest no, no, nightly news national stories stories that uh, show. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Josh, it was a uh, quick yeah quick good episode. We got everything in that we needed to talk about. So um, I, I think we just got uh, two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.